Uh, oh, wow. Okay, sorry. I got distracted by Nessius. You trolls and gnolls. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of... Oh! All the ols. All the ols. Oh. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Story Reckless. Um, and thank you for joining us once again. Uh, I am Nathan. I am your DM this evening. I use he, him pronouns. And let me just uh, kick it on over to our players for their intros. I'm Claire. My pronouns are they, them. I'm playing Kidam, half-elf grave cleric. No longer panicking. <laughs> Very good. Oh, no. You're Olive, muted. you're muted. Uh, <laughs> my name is Olive. Thanks for the spoiler alert. Jeez. <laughs> um, I use they and she pronouns, and I'm playing Lovelace, centaur, barbarian, slash detective, and now... Come with me if you want to live, Terminator, for Otto of the Butcher Shop. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. So uh, with that, let us do a quick recap here as we rejoin Kadam and Lovelace in Baldur's Gate. Uh, last time, Kadam and Lovelace spent some quality time with the troll. Uh, they discovered that um, while investigating where this slithering tracker may be originating from, this creature that is currently causing a lot of harm to their community members. Um, they investigated a butcher shop, Guthmere's Meats, Guthmere's Cured Meats, and discovered they had a dark secret of their own, a troll locked in the basement that they were slowly carving up and using to sell an unlimited supply of meat to the populace. Upon discovering this, Kadam and Lovelace went through quite a lot to rescue this poor troll that was being tortured in the basement. Uh, it was quite a tense moment of Lovelace playing interference with the Flaming Fist, while Kadam was uh, calming the troll down and uh, using healing magic on it and working with their community members to uh, communicate with this troll and eventually sneak it into a covered wagon and sneak it out of the city as Lovelace played interference. And unfortunately, Lovelace, while doing this, uh, the Flaming Fist detained you uh, as you failed a deception check, uh, trying to play dumb when you brought them to the scene of the crime. So they detained you and brought you into, locked you away in a cell. But using your contacts through the guild, you reached out to the Patriarch who owned this butcher shop, the one that you saved from this troll, and you got a deal, a favor from the Patriarch. Through a bit of some uh, co coercion, some bribery, uh, hey, I won't tell anybody about your dark secret if you pay all, for all the expenses and give us a favor, so. The nat 20 on intimidation. Yeah, blackmail. Um, hey, but now you got that in your back pocket, to uh, work with, which is pretty exciting, pretty clutch. Um, after getting the trolls safely out of the city, the two of you regrouped uh, in the outer city, and Kadam, you decided to head on home to finally get some rest, since you have used all of your divine uh, magics for the day. And Lovelace, you're going to go meet up with Otto. And as we finished last session, as the fog was rolling in from the sea, as the sun was setting, you trotted up next to Otto as he was uh, heading off home, startling him. Uh, and he looked towards you. Uh, 
Oh, Lovelace. Oh, you scared me. Uh, I got your note. I was just heading over to your place. Uh, so what do you want to do? Well, Otto, it's also a matter of what you want to do. Um, I'm not going to paint you a pretty picture here. Um, all of your coworkers, as you have noticed, have died under mysterious circumstances. And we have reason to believe that you would be next in the pattern. Oh. Um, so you have a couple options. Uh, you can hope to just roll the die and hope that we solve this whole thing uh, before anything happens. Uh, you could skip town. Um, we do believe that it's location-based. So if you left town for a while, like maybe visited some relatives, um, that you could wait for it to blow over. Um, or you could try to go into hiding here. Uh, uh, I don't really have any uh, family outside of Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't really ever left the city before. Uh, I've heard terrible things about the uh, wilderness. I don't think that would be the wisest thing for me. Uh, okay, well, if you're going to stay here in the city, um, the best thing that you can do for yourself is tell me everything you know about your boss, uh, the death of his brother, and anything um, that he might be trying to hide. Uh, all right, uh... I don't think we should be doing that right here. And he looks around as you're standing in the middle of the road and uh, the Stony Eyes neighborhood, his place hey, come of on work. Come back to my place, then. We can get, uh, we can have some uh, tea. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Uh, so the two of you start making your way towards your home. Uh, Kadam, you're a bit ahead of what uh, Lovelace is doing currently as you headed home before all this. Um, and you, uh, head on to your, to your house. You can see it, uh, coming up before you and, um, see a little bit of light in the windows of your neighbors of the fast papal stamps. Uh, do you want to head right on in and I do. rest up? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Strip all the bloody clothing off. Well. Put them in a bucket of cold water. To yeah. Oh. Can well, I not yet enter my home? Well, you can enter your home. I was just going to oh, okay. say some things as you enter your home. As you're oh, getting okay. ready to maybe oh, strip your clothing off and you open the door. And, maybe I will uh, The door catches on something as you go to push it open. It kind of stops short as you push it open. Uh, like it bumped into something. I would like to close the door again. Okay. Um, and see if I can't sneak or, well, sneak. Yeah, sneak around the half block and see if I can go into the uh, the shared yard that we all have. Sure. Do you want to make a stealth check? Like, are you? Sure. Go for let's, it. Let's give it a try. Five. Not very stealthy, as you are tired and all of your jingly jangly jewelry is is 
making all kinds of noise oh, as you wait, come around the wait, back. That should have been, been a disadvantage. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Five. Okay, five. <laughs> okay. Um, but coming around the back into this shared kind of courtyard space, uh, you can see your home there, um, and you can see that... I'd say with your passive, you can see that the back door is slightly open. Can I peek in my back window? Sure. Um, as you try to quietly go up to the back window, shink, 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 and look in. Um, as you're looking in, your eyes adjust to the darkness inside, and you can see it's a mess. You can see that the door seemed to, reason it wasn't opening is that one of the shelves has fallen over and is, was catching the door as you were trying to push it open. Um, things are strewn about everywhere. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of broken uh, mugs and plates on the floor. Um, and there's bits of your spices and teas are just kind of out onto the ground. Do, do I see anyone in there? Make a perception check. Natural 20. <laughs> uh, 24. Wow. You don't see anyone in there. Um, you can tell the looking over at your door. It, it wasn't broken. It was, it seemed to have been, uh, lockpicked. Like it had been picked. Um, and you also see, where is your bed again? Is it? Oh, it's upstairs. Uh, upstairs in the loft. I wouldn't be able to see it from here. Okay. You, with a natural 20, you can see what looks to be there's something kind of wet on the ladder going up. Um, but it is not water. It's like dark. There's like some kind of dark something wet. Just a little streak on the edge of the ladder. Um, this might feel like a bit of a subject change, but Nathan, question. Yeah. Um, in Tasha's, there is an optional, uh, cleric trait. Yeah. Um, where you can use your channel divinity to get a spell slot back. Yeah, I, so I'm we okay with- We discussed this. No, no, but... yeah, I, it's using anything in Tasha's, I mean, I guess I hesitate saying anything, but I mean, I've read uh -huh. through it. I don't think there's anything in there that I felt I didn't want to use, so I'm fine with that. Okay. But thank you for asking. So yeah, if you want to use that, that is a, that's like a general cleric thing. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. General cleric, uh, channel divinity option. Sure. Do you have channel divinity at level, oh, you're level three now, right? Three. Yeah. Well, you get channel divinity, I think, at two. Okay. I grew up so fast. I know, so fast. <laughs> uh, okay, I will. I will take that into account. You know what? Just for fun, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna cast Eyes of the Grave. Okay. Uh, as uh, you. Uh huh. So within sixty feet, I can detect any undead that is not behind total cover or protected or protected by divination magic. Okay. You focus in and feel this kind of rush, and as you open your eyes, searching the dark space, you hear something behind you, 
I'm Neat. standing outside the window uh-huh. in the back. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. I will turn around. And you see that there standing before you is... Um, Sorry. You see Pog standing there before you. Pog Fafflestamp. The small gnomish man with the kind of uh, white... Um, sorry. Um, what's, what's the toe head? Like like white blonde hair um, staring up at you. Hi, uh, Kadam! I heard you coming in. Uh, uh, is everything okay? We kind of heard uh, you were being a bit r- rowdy in there today. I haven't been home all day, Pog. Oh. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh. Um, I just kind of gesture through the window. He has to, like, get up on his little tippy toes and look in. Oh, dear. It's, um... Oh, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, dear. I should have... I just heard some, some noises. I just, uh... I don't know. I just thought you were doing something. Yeah. Well, what happened? Do you know? Any ideas? No. I do have ideas. Uh, you didn't happen to see anyone around, did you? Uh, no, no. I, I, I looked out. I didn't see anyone when I heard the sounds. I just I just thought you were, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, Lovelace can be kind of loud sometimes. I thought maybe the two of you were doing something together. I don't know. Oh, uh, not here. Um... <laughs> Pog, um, I'd like to make a quick run here myself just to see the extent of the damage and what's been done and if anything's been taken. Oh, sure. Um, Do you need anything? I don't know yet. Okay, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be here. Just let me know. Thanks. Sure. And I will head in. Um, specifically, I'm looking for like my my more expensive uh, medicines and drugs and uh, what else? I mean, well, that's the most important stuff. Going in as you start scanning the damage and going through everything. It doesn't look like anything was taken, just smashed. Um, So this is a a, a message. And as you are looking around, you look at the ladder where that bit of wet was. uh, And I don't know how you light your home. I don't know if it's candles or oil lamps, but as you light things up. I have dark vision. Okay, so maybe you don't light your home. (laughs) As you look around. You're not going to be able to see in color. So with dark vision, you don't see in color. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah, I'll just cast light. Okay, so as you cast light, as you walk through, um, you can see the the bit of wet on the side of the ladder. Um, it is it's red, um, but it's too red to be like blood. Uh, and looking at it, it actually looks like it's a little bit of paint on the side of the ladder. And as you kind of climb up the ladder to peek where your bed is, you can see the mattress has been torn up, um, and the blankets are just kind of a mess. And above your bed, painted on the wall you see a red skull has been painted surrounded by these what are like almost like 
the representation of droplets, almost like blood droplets, swirling it. And written under it, it just says, we're watching you. And you recognize this symbol uh-huh. as the symbol of Baal, the uh, god of murder. So, as you are dealing with this Kadam, uh, Lovelace, you at this about this time uh, trot up to your home with uh, Otto. And I'm assuming you just, you know, go into your home as you would. And as you open the door and, and trot inside, you find a similar scene of destruction in your home. Everything has been just turned over. Uh, and next to your now kind of snapped on one side bed, this bed designed for centaurs that kind of, for those of you that weren't there, just kind of leans to the side um, like a stretched almost skin or canvas right that you can lay yeah, on yeah like a cot almost like a cot that is at, at an angle so that a, sideways trampoline sideways trampoline so the centaur can lean on it um and the i'm glowing what <laughs> and uh the the one side of it is a bit snapped and it's kind of broken down and on the wall you see the same red symbol painted with the same words written under it. And Otto's just standing there going, Oh, what in the world? That, this just means that we're on the right track, Otto. Uh, this is a good sign. Oh, is it? He's like hand shaking points towards the symbol above your bed. I, 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 I think I know what that is. I mean... Oh dear. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, you don't have a lot of good options. Um, best you can hope for here is just tell us what you know, and we can get this cleaned up. Oh, all right. Um, could you maybe uh, give me a hand uh, scrubbing this while you talk? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd of course. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, yeah, he helps you grab some rags and start scrubbing. Uh, Kadam. Depending on what you want to do at this point, you can hear the muffled voices of Lovelace on the other side with somebody else you suspect is Otto. So I'll leave that up to you on what you want to do. At any point, if you decide you want to do something, just let me know. Um, but meanwhile, Lovelace and... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting really distracted. Somebody said I was glowing. Um, okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, Lovelace... As you and Otto are sitting there scrubbing off this symbol, he uh, begins talking with you. Uh, all right, so what, what is it exactly you wanted to know? Well, we uh, we got a little interrupted back at, back at the butchers. You were about to tell me something with Beatrice. Oh, right. Yeah, well, um... Yeah, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable speaking about it there as uh, those two fellas behind me are, well, they're kind of new and they didn't know Beatrice or everyone else who used to work there. And what I knew, what I know is, well, it's a bit scandalous. Uh, had to come in one one evening i left something behind and well i i saw 
uh, Tristan, who, who was, uh, Tristan was past brother. Um, I saw Tristan Beatrice together. Um, uh, you know, they didn't spot me or nothing, and I just kept it to myself. I don't think anybody else knew, and, uh, well, it, it was just, it was surprising, because then one day, she left, uh, she left crying, and, uh, well, we were told that she quit for some, for some reason, um, but, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense that she would quit, I mean, maybe something happened between her and Tristan, but, I, I, I heard Ray's voices coming from the, from the office between Tristan and Pask. Um, so that, that was something that I just did not feel comfortable divulging that information while in front of them two fellas. Uh, them fellas are not very nice. And, uh, well, it's like everybody's just being replaced. Been a lot of new folks. And, uh... But there's one gentleman there who just really makes me uncomfortable. Oh? Yeah. He, um... He got brought in as our new, uh accountant you know I didn't not that I see them very often they only come in so often be in the office and in the back um but I noticed this this fellow one day was was new uh this half elf this half elf gentleman and uh he would just sometimes I just I got this sense that someone was looking at me and I turned around and he's just staring at me It's the most uh, unsettling thing. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, I believe his name's Jameis. Has he done anything else that has seemed odd? Well, um, not not that I really can think of a uh, I know I sounds a bit judgmental uh, but I mean it's not often that people just stare at you it just put me off um he also doesn't really uh I don't know he just doesn't look like an accountant I don't know how else to put it just something's uh not right but again maybe uh I know that's it's maybe not the best way for me to approach life, you know, but can't help myself. This this fellow's just a creep, creep man, half elf man. Uh, Nathan. Yeah. We ran into a half elf a while ago who stared at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to describe that one. Okay. I don't remember anything about <laughs> him. Yeah, I, but Lovelace would. Yeah. yeah. Um, like dark hair or something? Uh, well, let me see if I can uh, remember. There you have it. I don't think we got much description. I Yeah, I think I kept it really brief. It's like a half-elf man is 
like, all I have in my notes. Length of hair or something? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, describing this gentleman that you encountered, um, they're, they were gaunt, a bit jaundiced, uh, and they had, uh, like a buzzed, like very kind of yellowish hair. Like, uh, not like, like blonde, but almost kind of that, like, it's gray, but it's turning, it's like got a yellow tint to it, you know? Um, um, and yeah, very wide eyes. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's him. That's someone. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I believe he asked for my ears. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like that. No. That I does... can see why it would be upsetting to you as well. I mean, I don't know. We just. I guess there was one thing. I, I did see him once walking around. I just thought in the moment, I thought it was one of his book, one of his books, his accountant books, but it. It didn't quite look right. It was uh, a bit too leathery. Leathery? Yeah. Maybe like uh, some pig skin or something. I mean, you know, we we got, we would we, we do that sometimes. Some people need pig skin gloves for finer detail work, you know, but um, yeah. Okay, I think it might be time for uh, us to pay him a visit tomorrow. Strange that um, Pasca didn't mention him. And he's new there. Yes? Uh, when, when did he Oh, uh, he brought, he brought on? Oh, uh, how long ago? Maybe five months ago? That was right before the first murder was discovered. Oh, uh, well, I, I guess, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I think the first one who died in our, uh, of our store was, was a month, month after that or so. Well, uh, do you think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but you think he's somehow linked to all this he's worth talking to um this has been very helpful thank you otto oh sure um uh so uh yeah he's now the question is the wall yeah <laughs> uh so uh what um yeah what uh do you think i need to go somewhere yeah it's i'm not the flaming fist i don't have a safe house um Yes. So, you're welcome to stay here. Uh, I'd appreciate some help tidying up, especially tonight. Yeah, I can um, do that. At least for the short term. Um, if they're watching this house, they already know that you've come and seen me. Oh, jeez. Which may have put you in danger. No more than you already were. Um, but going into work might be a tad political for you now. Well, if I 
if I just stop showing up, that, I mean, well, I'd probably lose my job, but uh, I mean, I guess, I guess that's better than the alternative. What's the sick policy is, like? Can you what? Call is hiring. What? A what policy? I thought so. I thought so. What do you talk about? Sick policy? Is it's, that something people are able to do if you're sick? You don't have to work. What kind of world? Uh, we, what kind of fantasy world are you talking about? The healers uh, crew. It's it's something we've been uh, talking about politically. I heard that somebody tried it out in Waterdeep once. Oh, the Waterdeepians are always doing wild and wacky shit. Yeah, it would never work. Never work. Oh, I, 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 yeah, that just sounds ridiculous. I, everyone would just call in sick. Nobody would do any work. All the time. Just, would uh, I would do it. Well, no, I mean, no, I would do it. I'd probably do it all the time. I, do you know? I mean, yeah, what kind of, what do you think we're, this sounds like uh, chaos. Anyway, uh, let's maybe think about it more in the morning. I've had a really long day, Otto. Okay, um. Here, I guess I'm gonna go um, figure out what I'm gonna do. Well, again, you're welcome to stay here and uh, make your decision maybe in the morning after you've slept on it. As he like finishes scrubbing off the last little bit of the symbol. Uh, I don't know if that's... Thank you, but uh, I don't think I really want to be around you know, that. All right. All right, well, well, uh, thanks, Lovelace. Thank you, Otto. Um, also, sorry for, uh, turning you down if, if you do want to get a drink. <laughs> I, I, I'd be open to it if, if you want. You seem, you seem really nice. Let's, let's talk. Uh, after sure. we all get through this. All right. Well, thanks, Lovelace. I'll uh, be seeing you around. See ya. Nah, he heads out. Poor kid. Oh, I hope he's okay. Heart. I don't think he's gonna be okay. <laughs> we gotta solve this crime. Save Otto. Hashtag. <laughs> so. What do the two of you want to do as you finish up your conversation with Otto Lovelace and Kadam? I'm assuming you're kind of wrapping up, cleaning your your home. But you do hear the door close and the talking stop next door. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much bandwidth I have. Okay, that's fair. Lovelace is currently lying on the ground, just like oh. arms out. <laughs> I just feel like I am done with today. <laughs> Okay. I think I have uprighted one of my armchairs and curled up in it and just cried. Okay. Okay. Well, as the two of you have your respective ways of dealing with this trauma, um, and yeah, you find yourselves taken by sleep as you pass out inside of your homes. And Otto goes off into the night somewhere to figure out what he's going to do. As 
here. Uh, I'm looking for something. Uh, sure, I'll just go with this one. I should have. Okay. Let's do this. Kadam. Yup. Your eyes suddenly open, and you can see above you the full moon. The tears of Saloon trail behind it like a sparkling tail of stars. And you can feel this cold wind kind of across you. Looking around, you realize that you're standing on the precipice of a cliff, a good hundred feet above a valley, this mountain valley. You can see snow-capped peaks around you. And rising up before you, the cliff continues maybe 30, 40 feet up ahead of you, just rising. And at the top, you can see where it levels out into some kind of ledge. And there are just evergreens gently swaying up at the top there. With a luminous figure staring at you silently. The head is in the shape of a barn owl. You can see these ram horns curling off the sides. And it almost seems as though they're cloaked, just staring down at you. I would like to move up to them. Okay. Just you dream dream logic wise, just thinking about heading up there. Yeah. Looking at them, thinking about this, you suddenly feel this like drop in your stomach as if you had just gone into free fall. And as you blink, there's this kind of flash of the same luminous light. And when your eyes open as you <gasps> kind of catch yourself, you're standing right next to them. And they are a good, probably eight feet tall, nine feet tall. And the head just slowly turns and looks down towards you. You can now see it is not a cloak. It is four wings wrapped around this humanoid body, beautiful, kind of slightly shimmering. Is there something you want from me? You watch as the head just turns and turns and turns almost 180 degrees, looking over their shoulder away. I follow their, their gaze. As you look, you see you're now kind of on top of some sort of uh, maybe like a mountain meadow of some sorts. Like it's starting to uh, approach that meadow-like phase. You can see reeds and grasses surrounding the edge of a pond that is just perfectly still. And you hear the slight sound of trickling water 
and looking towards where the mountain comes down to meet this meadow, you can see there's a simple little stream just trickling through the trees and the rocks into this completely still pond. A little bit of ripples where the water enters, but it's almost as if the perhaps displacement from the reeds causes it to just stop and it becomes almost like a mirror. And you can see the reflection of the sky above, crystal clear, reflected on the water. I will approach and look into it. As you walk towards the pond, you can suddenly feel the cool water starting to soak up onto your feet, past your ankles, up to your calves as you wade through these reeds and this cool, just shockingly cold water. And looking at this still pond, you swear you catch this kind of shimmer. The sky is now purple in the reflection. So looking up as you kind of see it turn purple and then you look up, the sky above looks as you'd expect. Then looking back down, it has this purple hue to it. Uh, I'll look back over my shoulder at the figure. Is it still there? It is not. Uh, go face first into the water. And you feel this rush of cold as your face plunges in. And then almost immediately the cold dissipates and you feel warmth like summer air hitting your face. And as you start to open your eyes, you find yourself sitting in your bedroom in the middle of the night. Um, I was thinking that I fell asleep in that chair. Am I Sorry. in my bed? You're in your chair still. Okay. Actually, you know what? I like... You are up in the attic on your bed. You're not under the covers or anything. You're just up there. Who knows how you got up there, but you're up there. Is, is the, the skull still above my bed? It is. Nothing else has changed. As you sit there contemplating what this might mean, Lovelace, as you drift off to sleep, you hear the sound in darkness of just wind catching grass, just And your eyes slowly open and you find yourself standing in a great plain and down at your feet, just barely noticeable poking up out of the grasses, you can see what looks to be rusted spear points. You see a, a rusted bucket helm sitting in the grass and some other bits and bobs of armor and weaponry just kind of hidden throughout the grasses. I start to pick my way through carefully, avoiding the spear points. Okay. As you kind of kneel down and start pulling the grass aside and pulling uh you want to like pull one of the armor pieces out of the dirt or you're just yeah, yeah like whichever one looks maybe okay. the pointiest okay 
as you pull out, pull this spear point out of the dirt, it it kind of comes out of the dirt and uh, starts ca- the dirt starts cascading down, and you suddenly see this bit of blue ethereal light appearing below the earth, and then there's a surge as it, and you see this intricate network of veins and light just far off into the horizon through this plane. I want to take the spear point and plunge it into the heart of the earth as deep as I can go. Okay. As you flip it around without hesitating and slam it down into this, this coursing ethereal light before you, you feel your hand just go through the earth and you feel yourself fall forward and have this sensation of just tumbling and your vision is just consumed with bright blue ethereal light and then you hear the sound of rain and you hear shouting and screaming and weapons clanging and as the light and brightness fades you see you're standing in the same field but it is muddy the grass has been trampled Mm -hmm. and there are these probably a dozen or two dozen muscular creatures with these thick tusks protruding from their lower jaws and they are growling and screaming at a horde of armor-clad humans rushing towards them. You feel a bit of heat at your back and there's light from behind you that is casting these dramatic shadows and you look behind, you can see these hide structures are just up in flames and blaze and there are bodies littered everywhere. All the same humanoid creatures with those big tusks coming out from under them, their jaws. I don't hesitate. I take the spear, I plunge it into the heart of the armored humans. I so, just move from like one yeah. to another. Okay. Well, and as like you whip as you whip around, you see that your arm is not yours and the spear is no longer rusty. It is this beautifully carved wooden handled spear. And on the arm, there is a white tattoo of this intricate circle with crisscrossing patterns. But before you can even register or contemplate what it is, you turn towards these armored foes coming towards your comrades. And you watch as one of your comrades is cut down and an armored human comes barreling through with a massive claymore running straight towards you, wearing a tabard and on the tabard is a ship on a blue sea with red crimson sca- sails. Uh, what do you do? What do you you want to just go and yeah. attack them? Okay. Yeah. Like uh, mere armor cannot stop me. Okay. It will crumple like tissue paper. Can you make an attack roll for me? Go ahead and use your stats. Can I attack recklessly? Of course you can. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, do. Pike, uh, with advantage is a 19. A 19. That, uh, also, I don't see your rolls for some reason. Did I not oh. join the room? No, I didn't join the you room. You didn't join the room. Cool. Oh, yeah, let me uh, show everyone so that they can see the rolls. Tax story recklessly, yes. Um, yeah, okay, so 19, that definitely hits, and I trust you. I know, I know you got a 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hits as you lunge forward and jab the spear and go ahead and roll your damage and uh, go ahead and uh, apply. 
11 plus rage is 13. 13? That definitely... Okay, so 13. Uh, this does not kill the individual, but it sh- it just goes deep into the armor as they stumble back and kind of fall to one knee. And they pull up this claymore to swing towards you. And just as you are getting ready to pull the spear out and catch the blade, you watch as the claymore just cleaves right through the spear, breaking it in half. And you see that familiar spear tip go flying off into the mud. And you watch as the blade just... And everything just goes black. Hmm. And you wake up there on the floor of your home in the middle of the night. I think I have like after images of constellations. Um, And I just sit there watching them play out on my ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, you you get these like flashes. So you see them there. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll ask both of you whether you, you know, is there anything you want to do after waking up from those dreams, or do you just kind of drift back off into sleep? I don't want to take that from you if you decide you want to do something tonight. Well, Liz, I think you hear a knock on your back door. I was, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, Lovelace just kind of like, it's like, come in, come in, <clears throat> come in. I, I do so. Do you see and, Lovelace lying there? And I'm assuming is your house not really put back together, Lovelace? Just the symbol has been scrubbed just, off? It's just been scrubbed off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you see a broken. A part has with Lovelace thrown in the middle. Um, uh, stop and, and look around and go over to you. Just lie down on the floor next to you, face to face. Just look at you. Lovelace actually like while we have this moment I think like we'll kind of like make space on her horse body if you want to like lean up on it if I if I can we'll still be in face to face with you yeah probably we don't have to describe how it works <laughs> you can do this, this thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is yeah it's a nice nice images um lovelace kind of makes this gesture and kadam you're able to cuddle up on to uh lovelace and the two of you lie there together you've been dreaming again yeah yeah you too mm-hmm I think, Lovelace, I think that you and I are weird. Or just, this happens to everyone who goes and checks out a book. I don't think so. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah. Can I spend the rest of the night here? That'd be nice. Thanks. 
And the two of you slowly drift back into sleep. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that you are able to fall back asleep, but yeah, as the two of you lie there in Lovelace's home, fall back asleep, you are not accosted by any more dreams. And nothing else happens this night. You make it through with a full night's long night's rest. So, (laughs) you get your hit points back, uh, although they are new hit points, so we need to, um, uh, uh, Kadam, you're rolling, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna do, um, for those of you who haven't watched this level up, I am doing the, you know, critical roll thing of re-roll ones, so go ahead, you can roll. Um, what do you get? rolled an eight. Oh! <laughs> Kadam needed that. <laughs> I do. I yeah. have so few hit points. Yes. Um, Lovelace, are you rolling or are you going to go with average? So last time I did this, I rolled a 12. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who <laughs> is fine with walking away with five bucks profit at Come the on. table. <laughs> I have Come on. done well for myself. Okay, okay. You can, I'll, you can, it's fine. You can go with average. Okay. Uh, so average for you is six, right? Um, With a d12? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Is that is it six or 6.5? Then round it up. 6.5? You have a d12? It would just be six. Six. Yeah, because it's a 12. So it's just half, right? Is that how dice work? Yeah. Check. Go ahead, yeah, if you don't mind checking. I I was under the impression that it's like choosing the average one is Mm -hmm. actually like one above the average or something. Oh. Because like, because you start Uh, counting at one, because zero is not an option. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't know. I always, yeah, I always thought it was just half, but I mean, yeah, Claire, if you don't mind looking up. Yeah, 1d12 or 7. Seven. Okay, wow, there you go, seven. Excellent. Is there like a level up thing on D&D Beyond? Uh, there is, um, yep. and you, yeah, you don't have to, it'll automatically add your con mod, so don't, don't add your con mod, just do six, d- just do seven. Does that make hey, sense? Quick question, where's the button for that? I have managed levels. Yeah, it's, they, I think it's in managed levels, isn't it? You have an option to then level up? Level up, and then I think there's something for HP. Okay. Managed well, just not to get too bogged down with it, if you don't mind looking it up and i i if, if you don't get it tonight don't worry don't get caught up uh, caught up in the weeds of it we can do it after the game um <laughs> um so yes you both wake up refreshed it is a new day um i need to do something really quick secret did auto make it through the night that's what i think the secret is Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, you both have the day in front of you. What do you want to do with this new day in Baldur's Gate as uh, the morning light starts coming through your windows? 
Um, I would like to start cleaning up my my place. Okay, we don't I have would to also be yeah. happy to help Lovelace with hers. Yeah, we don't have to dwell on that. You can yeah. you <laughs> can que- you can clean your place. Um, uh, you can describe that if you'd like, but I mean, nah. it's yeah, it's um, uh, it happens. <laughs> excellent. I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> Roll a cleaning check. No, uh, yes. You, you clean both of your homes. You spend the morning doing this. Um, in fact, I'd say the Faffle Stamps come over and they they start helping as well. Um, I absolutely will recruit all of their children to help. Yeah. Uh, well, so even... Um, uh, yeah, Orla is, like, insisting and getting in an argument with Pog about trying to help. Um, and you, you know, it won't hurt her to help. If she goes into labor, well, she's already at term. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Kadam. It's it's fine. Well, I just did. Fine, 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 fine. Um, and they all are scurrying about, uh, almost like these little mice running around, helping you get everything cleaned up and straightened out. Um, and you know, the kids—they some of them do better than others. Um, most of them end up getting incredibly distracted two minutes in and are basically just playing. So. So, yeah, that probably takes you, you know, maybe a couple hours as you do that. Um, and by the time you're done, it's probably about nine in the morning and you have the rest of the day before you. Lovelace. Uh, my current thought process is that this isn't like what happened yesterday is entirely related to what happened yesterday morning with those cultists and not related to... Uh, our other problem. Unless, I had the same thought, unless the cultists are related to our other problem, and it wasn't just happenstance that they ran into us. And then I think Lovelace will relay the thing about Jameis and the pigskin book. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Because, like, how would those cultists have known who we were? And where we lived? We were being followed yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. They saw us leave Mm -hmm. your house. You think? That person did. I don't know who they is. Do you think the cultists are following us just completely separately? from this whole situation? I mean, I suppose it's possible. Uh, I had assumed that that person was related to the Luskers somehow. Yeah, same. Um, I suppose it could be cultists. I suppose they don't like when they die. They just like it when other people die. See, I asked I asked them that, and they didn't really have a good... Yeah, thing. neither did my person. I, mind you, I ran after saying that. So and mind you, I... Chance. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, they... Dad? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, we should also go talk to, what's the barber name and the cart haver name? Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) We should go let them know, um, uh, that we're, we're going to be able to bill, um, Oh, yeah. Melissa will be thrilled. Hmm? Melissa will be thrilled. I'm sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of assumed that we, whatever you did, had some expenses, and looks like that was a good assumption to make. Yeah. Um, did Melissa tell me how much was destroyed? Yeah, in she, a gold piece number. Yeah. I. Yes. Yeah. I think that I much. Think <laughs> Lovelace would like to go mm-hmm. and like talk and like check in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell them to bill for their time generously. Okay. Like. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, you you start heading out into the yeah. outer city and start, you know, meeting up with your contacts. And yes, when you tell Melissa this, um, she's thrilled uh, mm-hmm. and just like looks ecstatic and immediately doesn't let the two of you leave and is like, now you two just wait right there, all right? Just hold on a minute. And she goes and she starts just like tallying up everything. And then you see her kind of going through her stores and like, could use some more of that. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that. Okay. <laughs> and it's like writing down all like, Kadam, this is way more than, than what was broken. Um, and she you know- gives you this big list of just supplies. Um, and she looks and goes, all of this was destroyed by that troll. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're, they're big. Uh, understand, Melissa. Um, and just so you know, uh, this is on the condition that we don't speak about what we saw the other day. Yep. Fantastic. All right, well, anything else? Or, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. If you want to get get on, get a move on. You got it. We are also being followed. Just so you know. We aren't entirely sure about whom, but... Well... I wouldn't I wouldn't worry, Melissa, about this. It's... I, I just think you should know. If you find anyone watching... It's our fault. Probably. Let's well, have that's, out, uh, that's, that's real lovely. Time to go. All right. Well, thank you both. Uh, I guess. Well, no, thank you. Uh, I, I tr- hold on. I'm sorry. Got a bit flustered and upset. Kadam, truly bless your heart. Never met anyone in my life that would do something like that for a troll. But uh, that's why I like working with you. All right. Well, get out of here, you two. All right. Have a good day, Melissa. <laughs> I think I wrote up a list for myself when Melissa was doing that. Okay. Of things that you specifically want? Like... Oh, uh, well, gold... Sorry. Like Melissa it... wanting uh, Livian to replace the items or pay for... Uh, that's items. a good point. I think... It, pro- it probably is just gold amount, um, but with like an itemized, like, d- like to make it look like these are the things that were destroyed, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, like is is completely um, the intention is just to get that gold amount to replace everything. Okay. Um, did you want to like? Did you want to ask for gold, Kadam? Yeah. Okay. What do you uh, What are you asking for? And you can just tell me the amount of gold if you want. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, 475 gold. Oh my god. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. It was a natural 20, that, that, uh, intimidation check. Okay. 475 gold. Okay. It's not really like Patriar is in a position to negotiate because it's I, like, I, what, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, um, but I'm feeling guilty about this. <laughs> this is more money than most people see in their entire lives. <laughs> Uh, lovely. Do you have anything to say, or or do you want to ask oh, for gold? See, um, I I think I do need to like cover expenses. Okay, I, I'm just gonna I, say like yes, you can ask for for however much you want, but I would say there is definitely going to be a limit where like you'll start getting pushback or something, right? So I mean, the favor that we could ask for could just be gold. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't have like a lot of faith in the longevity of this patriarch's position here mm-hmm. so just like getting some money and running i think this is a like in character discussion with kidam yeah um i mean like, yeah Whoop. that is that is completely reasonable to be like that the favor is gold absolutely mm-hmm. that certainly makes me feel better i don't yeah. know if it actually makes a, a moral difference but it does make me feel better i mean is there anything else that we'd want a favor from patriar for just to keep in our back pocket. Funding for the healer's crew seems good. It does. It's not like we're going to go off and buy property or something with it. Mm-hmm. PTO for auto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, did a new job for auto. That's a new mm, butcher shop. Yeah, that thought occurred to me as well. I imagine she will be hiring. Um, let's resolve the situation first, maybe. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> enough with chat. What do okay. you want? What do the two of you want? Do you want to save Otto? Do you want to ask for 400? What was it? 450, 475? 475. 475. Okay, I'm writing that down so I don't forget. I was going to ask for a lot, but that's like twice as much as I was going to ask for. Well, Sword of Justice Dryness is 350 right there, right? Right. And then... I've had some ideas. They're rather expensive ideas. But I think I could do some good with them. All right. Um, I think Lovelace is just going to ask for a cool hundred. Okay. All right. Um, again, I'm not going to play this this whole thing out, but Lovelace, using your contacts, you were able to get this information to Livian. Um, you do have to wait a while because, you know, the, 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 the messenger has to get through the city and then, then come back to you. Um, and when that, uh, it, it's the same teenage girl comes to meet you. Um, uh, probably, she probably arranges it to actually meet within the city eight. So if both of you would, uh, she'll, she'll get you in. You don't have to pay. She gets you within the, uh, lower city in the Eastway neighborhood. Um, and when she meets up with you, she goes, Lady Livian would like to, uh, speak with both of you in person once more. Um, to arrange uh, our deal. 
If you wouldn't mind, I'll take you to Lady Olivia now. Uh, and she takes you up into the upper city once more to the to Livian's estate, um, this smaller house compared to the others with the dying garden, um, and into her like wood paneled room with the big wooden posted bed. Uh, as she's still lying there. Yeah, sure. As you walk through, uh, you see a little bit of color kind of shoot through the leaves. Um, sure. Uh, I thought that just like preserves them. That's well, true. Yeah. yeah I, I think the thought occurs to me for the first time ever, and I try it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I don't know if the plant appreciated that, but that's happened now. Let's continue on with our yeah. day. Yeah. I think you see a little bit of color kind of shoot through the leaves, and then immediately the color fades. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you go back into her room and she is there cross, cross-armed looking at you the two of you <sighs> this is uh, quite a big bit of money you're asking for here now um, Lovelace we talked about a favor I would say this is a pretty big favor this seems to be a bit more um, than expenses covered for getting that troll out now, is this acceptable as a favor for you? Is that all you can call this up for? Just to clear the books on this? Yeah, sure. Fine. Livian, you had a very expensive day yesterday. But with our help, it's a very expensive recoverable day. If this isn't an acceptable deal, it's going to be a very expensive unrecoverable day. <sighs> I could make the two of you disappear. Wouldn't solve your problems. Fine. 550 gold. No, for the two of you. I don't think that's the amount that we asked for. That's pennies. That's 25 gold less. Are you really in such dire straits? Fine. She snaps her fingers and shoes the, the girl out of the room. You have this awkward, long period waiting. Eventually, the teenage girl comes scurrying in with this, like... Uh, actually, probably like um, a small little chest um, with a like a lock on it, and she passes it over to you with a small little iron key. <sighs> All right, now just get out of my face. I don't ever want to see you again. Just leave. Oh, shit, trash! As you walk out of the room. I think I pause for a moment and just stare at her. Full in the face. Maybe a good five to ten seconds. What? What do you want? I gave you everything you needed. Now get out! Out! Turn around and go. Alright. Yes! <laughs> you find yourselves in the upper city with your new amount of gold. You roll. Ooh. You got that natural twenty on that uh, intimidation. Had to give it to you. So, 
Um, yeah, so Kadam, you have, what was it, 475, and Lovelace, you have 100. Yeah. God, trying to, like, haggle when her business is on the line? Come on, Livian. <laughs> I'd say that you're better than that, but we both know you're not. Ugh. So, um, as this uh, young teenage girl escorts you out of the upper city, back into the, the upper parts of the lower city, what do you want to do? It's about, uh, you know, noon at this point with all of your running around, talking with folks, getting paid. What's next? Get that dust of dryness and then go give Jameis a visit. Okay. Yeah. Got a um, feeling uh, we're going to need this sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right. So uh, you head to... The magic shop, which I totally know the name of. It's like Sorceress Sundries. Sundries. That's Place right. My greatest embarrassment. Yes, and a Rivlin black black hair. That's oh, right. He's oh, so this good. Guy. Oh God! It was like, yeah, right. So uh, as you uh, walk into this kind I of, don't. you don't. I give Lovelace the money. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you give uh, Lovelace the money, and Lovelace, you trot into this. Um... Haggle a bit if you can. I'm not gonna haggle. Get on. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you walk in uh, to this kind of. I believe it was like um, kind of like a. Was it a hexagon? I believe as I described, or was it circular? I'm imagining hexagon, um, three-story building with the the domed roof and just like multiple shelves. And you go up to the desk, seeing uh, Rivalin Blackhand uh, speaking with, again with a customer. Um, going, yeah, well, you see, I think you're definitely gonna need this right here. Um, as he passes over this um, small little wand, uh, and he has it right on the the table there. And uh, this this customer is looking at it. And he goes, "No, no, no! Now watch this. Let me uh, turn that frown." And he oh, whips no. it upside down. And you watch as the person just goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, I can't stop. It, that's amazing. Can I? I can't stop." Well, uh, that's the trick, you see. Now, you take this into a party, and uh, let me tell you, you're going to be the life of the town. Uh, so that'll be uh, 50 gold for you right there. Yeah, you know, I could use it. Most people say I need to smile more anyways. And passes over some gold, takes the wand, and walks out, and he turns to you. Oh, wow, look at that. Another, uh, forget the name, but I never forget a face. Uh, Lucy. Right. Let's go with Lucy. That's right, Lucy. Good to see ya. Coming Good on back. Where's your friend, huh? I got some you know, more of that holy water for me. I was actually hoping you could hook me up with some holy water. Uh, well, uh, or should I say, the opposite? The uh, what we were looking for last time. That's right. I remember the potion uh, you were looking for, right? Close. Doc. Dust of dryness. There oh, we that's go. Right. There we that's go. right. It was strange requests. Not many people are asking for things like that. I'll be right with you. Let me just go up and uh, say, I'll be right back. And he scurries on up, um, and you hear kind of a foof as he foof up to the top, um, and you hear some clinking around, and you see other employees moving about the space, other customers. Eventually, he comes back down with a quick teleport. Foof. 
All right, here we go. The dust of dryness for you, my dear. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see the gold first. I don't want no, no, uh, none of this swindling stuff. Let me see it right there for me. Uh, counts out 350 out of the satchel. Look at you. Slides it over and you see him kind of pull something out, like some drawer under and it all clinks in. Well, someone's coming up in the world. We're going to have to, uh, talk you and I about, um, maybe doing some business together, some more, uh, rather. Here you go. And he passes over the dust of dryness. So how do you use this? How many uses does it have? Could you give me the little pharmacy rundown? Ah, yes, of course. I totally know because I am the proprietor of this establishment and I know everything. You know, that's why I'm stalling for answers about dust of dryness, which is totally right at the tip of my tongue. Let me tell you, dust of dryness just looking in my mind palace here. All <laughs> right, dust of dryness. Let's see. This one in particular has got, you know, uh, seven pinches worth of dust within it. And uh, what you want to do is uh, you can use amount uh, no, a certain amount of time, uh, kind of like an allotted amount of time, um, and you can sprinkle a pinch over a bit of water. I don't know where my accent is going. Uh, <laughs> and you see here now, uh, when you put it in a bit of water, uh, 15 feet on a side into one marble-sized pellet. So 15 feet on either side of water turns into a marble-sized pellet of a uh, little dust of dryness. Um, you can, if you would like, you could, um, my, all right, hold on a second. See, I gotta work on my accent here. It's going all over the place because <laughs> I'm trying to do two things here. Uh, I think I can, saw somebody like throwing around one of those wands of like accent scrambling. Oh there. yeah. No, those things, uh, tell you that I just sold a guy, one of them, and he's probably around here somewhere messing with my voice. Uh, so you can take that pellet and smash it down into a hard surface. And, uh, it will cause the pellet to shatter, and it will release the water that the dust absorbed in an instant. Mm. Um, right, and, uh, the pellet, if you happen to say, like, t uh, if you took this, this dust of dryness and you, you threw it into some water, you see, the it will float on the surface of the water but it is only about the size of a marble so you'd have to be like an ant or something if you wanted to skip around on the the pellet or something like that but yeah that's that's about it uh and of course if you were to yeah that that's about it so if you're looking to absorb a bunch of water now don't don't be going around to any wells or anything i don't want to be getting in trouble I don't want no my name to be sullied for selling you this item i'm sure that's never happened in your line of work of course not. Disreputable tools. <laughs> well, uh, I do have this. Um, I guess he probably would have. You know, I want to just slightly recon. Before he sold you it, he slid over a piece of paper that you had to sign, um, and then passed <laughs> you. Well, that's that's why I got this here. You know, uh, that that helps. But still, want to keep my name. You know, good order. Well, Lovelace, Lu Lu Lucy, 
I can't. Where where'd that name come from? Lovelace. Where'd that come from? That must have been someone else I met. Terribly sorry for uh, calling you that. See, thank you. Uh, and Lucy nods and walks out. Is there any other like common magical items in here that I could splurge on? Actually, uh, you want to buy some magical items? How I mean, much I money got do you have? Gold. What else do you spent? Oh wait, okay, no, I okay. no new equipment. I leveled up. It's up to, it's, I, I could tell you. So what? Uh, this is what I'll do uh, to to determine um, magical items that are available. What I will do is. Sorry, I'm not ready for this right off no, the top. That's fine. Specifically, I think I'm looking for short swords or things that do piercing damage. I had a dream <laughs> about being able to do cool things with piercing <laughs> weapons. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let me let me roll this. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Lovelace, let's have you roll. Okay, Lovelace, roll a d6. Okay, roll a, a D100. D100. One. Oh my god. <laughs> He's got a lot of potions of healing available. <laughs> uh, roll. Um... Oh my god. Um, oh, that one on a D100. That was amazing. Uh, okay, roll. Uh... Roll a D4 for me. This will just, we'll just gotta do this one more time and then we'll... Did you roll another one? Okay, now roll another... What else would it be? What yeah, else, what if, be what else? yeah. Now roll another D100. Please don't roll another one. Actually, that would be incredible. I would just have to give... Okay, 44. There we go. Um, he also has um, a potion of growth available. Or sorry, a potion of hill giant strength is what I meant to say. Um, and what that does is... It makes your strength score change to 21 for one hour. Um, how much is that little beauty? How much is that little beauty? It is an uncommon magic item. Uh, God, I don't have my tables ready. I wasn't ready for this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is this it? Okay. Uh, uncommon. I would say... Probably at least. I know this is like, I feel bad because I'm slightly being arbitrary about this, but I have a list of ranges, so I kind of have to decide. I'm going to go with 200. How much gold do you have? Well, uh, see ya. See ya, Rivlin. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll be talking again some other time. I'll be seeing you around. Um, okay, so, yeah, sorry, magic items are expensive. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, so, you, what? yeah. I'm waiting outside. Can I spend some time looking for people who are looking at me? Yes, you can. Uh, make a perception check for me. Oh, yes. Uh, 23. A 23. Okay. Um, wow, Kadam. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you are. You and that, your. That was a nat 19. I know, but still. Um, that was a nat 19. Okay. Um, 23. 
Jeez, okay. It is busy here. You are, you know, you are in, um, you're in, like, the Heapside District, pretty close to Eastway, um, in this shopping center area of Baldur's Gate. Um, still a bit of fog hanging in the air, um, you know, kind of obscuring some of your vision, but you can see these, like, crowds of people moving by and vendors moving past you. You see, uh, one individual going by who's basically, like, shouting news, um, and you know this to be uh, an employee of the, uh, I think it's called Baldur's Mouth, which is the like local news syndicate within Baldur's Gate. Um, as this hawker is going by and like shouting, and they actually have um, like papers, um, which is like a relatively new thing that that has appeared in Baldur's Gate probably within the past decade. Um, they're trying to get people That's to buy so these papers, cool. um, and. Uh, you let's see you see you see a uh in a this like older woman with a shawl on um who's standing at a corner with like a yeah i think she's just standing there like with um kind of like with a little uh holy symbol that she's just clutching and it looks like she's just basically people watching and just kind of like twirling this holy symbol between your fingers and she looks completely innocuous you like would not think anything of it but with the 23 as you're scanning the crowd you see that she's looking at you and at first you kind of pause for a second and then you see that she starts looking and she's kind of mumbling something and looking at other people and you keep scanning, and then when you go back, she's looking at you again with, like, these intent, focused eyes, and then immediately kind of goes back to drifting and, like, talking. So this woman seems to keep falling, or her gaze keeps drifting back to you. Mm -hmm. I would like to go up to her. Okay. Uh, you start crossing the street, moving towards this woman, um, and you watch as she turns and starts walking down the street, Kind of hobbling down the street away from you. Um, she's probably like forty feet away as you're approaching. Mm-hmm. So you're you're calling out to her. Yeah. She's just blessings, grandmother. Keeps keeps hobbling down. As these crowds of people are moving towards you, seeming like the pace is kind of picking up a little. Detect magic. Okay. Uh, what's the range on detect magic? question 60 feet probably check magic oh 30 feet okay so you're you, you'll have to kind of like push through the crowd get a little bit closer yeah. but I mean, easy enough is 10 feet so you kind of have to maybe I'll, walk I'll trot. yeah trot you're you're like jogging towards this grand grand uh, this old woman who's like hobbling away from you, and as you get within 10 feet of it, you suddenly see this glow of illusion magic shimmer over her body as she's, you know, hobbling away. And what you see is this strange, like, it's like this superimposed silhouette of a much taller figure in the shimmering illusion magic superimposed over her, like, little crouched form. Actually, I guess it'd be the opposite. The little grandmother form is this shimmering like you know image and then you see this kind of shadowy form of a larger individual that is 
kind of starting to trot away from you. Thin, long hair? Uh, I get that much detail. You got a 23? They are a bit thin, and um, the hair is harder to make out. You see them trotting, and they um, are turning down a side street. Um, not an alley, just another side street to, to break mm-hmm. line of sight. Do you want to, like, do something to really try to catch up? And they go around the corner out of sight as you keep trotting. Um, I... Okay, so they disappear out of sight. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Hey, Dom, they have like a potion of pill giant strength. I was like looking at it, but like magic items are expensive, you know? Yeah, they are. Um, I believe I found our tall fin friend from yesterday. What? Where? Uh, I lost them. Uh, currently, or well, when I saw them, they look like a, an old woman with a shawl, prayer beads or something. Can we get away from the shop? I'm kind of blinded by it at the moment. I've got some <laughs> sex magic <up>. <laughs> <laughs> And you can just hear from within, Oh, yeah, see, now look at this here. And it's just this blinding light. <laughs> Yeah, I, guess, I mean, the next thing we were going to do is go look for this person. Oh, how long ago was it? Did you catch him? I mean, I can show you. I mean, I just got back. Here. All right, well... I'll show Lovelace where yeah, the person turned. You, but... you go to look, and I mean, yeah, it's there's, there's so gone. many people around. Yeah. Like, you would have to, you know... Um, but yeah, we're approaching nine o'clock here, so I think as like a stopping point, where 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 are you all going next? Are you going back to Hamhawks? Are you? What's I mean, the plan? That's, that's where we gotta go, right? That's our only lead to Jameis. Okay. Do you have I any guess, other ideas? Yeah. Kidon? I mean, the other is to walk them. Um, I mean, we could set up some sort of trying to catch this person? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> See if we could try and replicate the, um... the little adventure you had a couple nights ago. You'll have to be more specific. We've had a lot. That's very true. I'm thinking of the <laughs> uh, person who asked for your ears. Are we gonna ask somebody for their ears? No, 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 no. Like... My other, my only other idea, other than go to Hamhawks, is wait until the middle of the night and hope that Jameis is the person who asked you for your ears, and I go by and see if he likes the shape of my nose or something. I mean, I doubt, I doubt now that he knows that we know that he knows Maybe. about his nose. 
uh, he would be so bold. We'll we'll put that at like Plan D. How about we, we got plenty of daylight left? Nope, that's, that ain't that ain't priority right now. Yes, right. let's we're going to hamhocks. Let's go to hamhocks. Okay. Okay, you uh, go through the uh, uh, lower city back out into Stony Eyes, um, and not too far long after getting out of the Basilisk Gate, um, you come up to Hamhawks and enter into the shop, and you can see that there are the two gentlemen that were working behind the counter, um, but Otto is not there. Um, and they turn to greet you, and start doing business with you. Uh, I guess the question is, as we're wrapping up tonight's session, is like, what's what are you doing? How are you gonna talk to Jameis? What's the uh, plan of attack here? Are you just gonna ask, or? I mean, oh, yeah. Ask for. Um, talk to the manager. Pask. Oh, talk to Pask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because like we got to talk to Pask to figure out where the heck Jameis is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you request a talk with Pask, um, one of the gentlemen. Yeah, one minute. Heads to the back. Eventually, Pask comes out uh, to greet you both. Ah, Kadam. Lovelace. Lovely to see you both. Have you uh, discovered anything? I saw that terrible scene that was happening down the street at uh, Guthmere's the other day. What was all that about? Looked like you were involved, uh, Lovelace. It was it was a bad business. I'm sure I'm sure uh, you'll hear all from the flaming fist in any, due time. Any leads on uh, this problem? Yeah, we'd like to talk to Jameis. Would that be possible? Why would you want to talk with my accountant? We're uh, talking, you know, with like most of uh, the people kind of involved in the butcher's community. Um, And his name was mentioned. I see. All right, well, come with me. And he will lead you into the back, through the hallway, and back into his office. And as he closes the door behind you, goes, sits behind his desk. Where's Jameis, Pask? You both need to stop. And we're gonna stop our session there. (laughs) Try and make me! (laughs) Just done one patriarch. I kind of... I'll feed you to troll. <laughs> uh, okay, well, with that, um, let us end tonight's session. Uh, thank you both, as always. And oh, yes. thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, you all got, you got some gold, finally, and then immediately spent it, but you got some gold. <laughs> Net profit still. <laughs> Um, well, uh, thank you everybody, and I'll be seeing you next time. Unionize!
You need eyes in Baldur's Gate. The boss battles are bosses. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. I, uh, 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 operation. Operation, no. Yeah, operation, I would not do that. Uh, all right. Good night, everybody. Have Good a night. wonderful evening. Good night.